We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. There's a mixer out of timeouts. Both free throws good. And the Knicks lose a heartbreaker. Excruciating. A great great comeback, down 12, take the lead, have opportunities to get a game winner, and the Knicks fall short. All right. Hey there, Knicks fans. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Hey, John. I'm okay. How are you? Uh, That's a gut punch. uh, mm, First true heartbreaker of the season, as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, the Knicks lose. Damn it. Really wanted that one. I really wanted that one for Jalen Brunson. More than for myself, more than because I want the Knicks to do anything this year because they're not going to. I wanted that one for Jalen Brunson because Jalen Brunson has been everything anyone could have asked for and then something exponentially times that. And uh, once again, put the team on his back in the fourth quarter tonight. And for him to miss those last two shots when he had hit literally everything else in the fourth quarter, uh, heartbreaker. That the Knicks drop 127-123 to the Memphis Grizzlies um, to polish off their second straight home loss. This one had a bit of a different feel than the one to uh, Portland the other night without Damian Lillard. We'll talk about that. We'll obviously talk mostly about this before we before we get to the comments. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was pretty. This was pretty hard. Uh, what say you, Mister Cohen? You know, obviously the result is not what I expected. But if I'm being honest. Just purely from a basketball standpoint, I really enjoyed the game. Oh, it's like, a great game. I, I, like that's, I wanted the result, but the game itself was so much fun. The way that the Knicks clawed back, even with the atrocious three point shooting, where yeah. um, the Knicks are now last in the NBA in that category, which is very frustrating. They still were able to rally around, and I don't know, there's something about this Memphis team where they just play them really close, and yeah, it was it was just nice to see them hang in with them and and just claw their way back. And again, it wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't the win, but it didn't, like you said, yes, it didn't feel like the Portland game where it kind of like you let it slip. This was there for the taking, but I always felt, look, the Grizzlies are a better team than the Knicks. John Morant is a really great point guard, great player. They have a chance and they're missing Desmond Bain. You can do something with it. And they came close. Wasn't their night, but still fun. I admire your ability to to look at games rationally. Like I, I, I've I've filtered out almost all other emotions that I that I once had as a fan. Um, but I I can't I, a game like this to lose a game like this. It's absolutely. Oh, I get. Listen, right. if you if you're hurting, if it's other crushed. people are hurting, like, I totally get why that's the case. It's it's just the. I don't know, man. The, like on Friday, for example, when the Knicks were doing well, it was like Jalen Brunson is him where it, looked, it seemed like the Knicks had a chance of winning and yeah. then they go on to lose. And the moment they go on to lose or things just don't go well in overtime, it's a tidal wave of negativity. Yeah. And it's va- sure. like a lot of it's warranted. Don't get me wrong, but it's just amazing how the result can change so much of what the thoughts and yeah, feelings I, I, are. Not, not for you specifically, just in general. No, I, under- I Whereas, understand what you're saying. Just for this, like this one game. I loved it. Wish it was a win. Wish it were a win. Wasn't. Yeah. There's a look. Uh, Detroit. So, yeah. Yeah. On to Detroit. Uh, look, there's, there's, there's a lot of good that the Knicks did tonight. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on with the team right now for as much as, you know, listening to conversations about the team amongst, you know, the fan base would, would lead you to believe otherwise. There are good things happening um, with individual players, just team wide stuff. Uh, the the losses this season have largely been frustrating because you feel like there are things happening within the losses, and this I think is what you're referring to in the Portland game, where you're like, man, this is such this is easily correctable stuff, or it, maybe not easily correctable, but it's like just imagine this team with this player not here or replaced with like a different version, or like if this player wasn't playing 
as badly as as he is and not not really a uh hiding who I'm referring to there. Tonight there wasn't as much of that. I mean, you had your usual half dozen Julius Randle like what are you, what are you doing on defense plays? Um although the the biggest defensive gaffe of the night for not it's, it wasn't a gaffe. It was not a gaffe, but it was emblematic of so much of what we've seen this year, especially in comparison to when you when you watch Quentin Grimes play defense, when you watch Manuel quickly play defense. And, you know, I know he had a little bit of a tougher time with Ja tonight than Quentin did, but when you watch Cam Reddish play defense, Dylan Brooks hit a big three with, what was it, a couple minutes ago? Somebody, I forget when, but it was a big three um, off a kick out from Ja. And they defended the Ja Morant pick and roll as well as you could defend it. Uh, and he kicked out and, and RJ is just, to late getting out, he's like late getting a hand up. He doesn't want to give a full contest because he's worried he's going to get blown by. Because guess what? A, I forget when it was, but somewhere else down the stretch of the game when RJ gave a full contest on J, on Dylan Brooks out at the top of the three-point arc, guess what happened? He got blown by, and it yeah. led to something bad. And that's, you know, those are the things that are frustrating about this team right now is where there's big pieces of this roster where you're like, oh my God, how are we going anywhere with these guys playing like this? Or, you know, in some cases with these guys just here, period. Uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not trying to focus on that. Right now, trying to focus on the good. Jalen Brunson, another great game, despite missing the last two shots, just like he did miss the last shot in Portland. We should at least acknowledge that. Um, he was the best player on both nights. I'm not I'm not dinging him for that. Uh, and some other good stuff. Where do you want to go after that? I mean, who who's the next? What's the next topic that comes to your mind tonight after, after uh, Jalen Brunson? I still want to talk about Jalen Brunson. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Talk I just, about it, please. I, I just, I love, I love him. I, I love him. I think the fact that it just shows who he is, where he was clearly coming into this game hurt. He was questionable to play. Oh, he's hobbled. And he was right. And then he steps on the cameraman and turns his ankle and has to limp off and then comes back. And he still was phenomenal. He's a gamer. He's he's that dude. And the fact that the Knicks have him every single game. I just love it. I feel incredibly fortunate. Um, Building block. From there. Building block. Yeah, right. Um, from, you know what? Uh, because I'm certainly down on him quite a bit. And he finally had a coming out party this season. I know he was talking about Mitchell Robinson. He was everywhere. Sure. Why not? He was great. He was fantastic offensively. It was nice to see him really thrive tonight. Um, I'm really glad that that Tibbs challenged that. I couldn't believe it was. I mean, I could, but I couldn't believe that was only the third time Tibbs has elected to use the challenge this year. It's wild. Um, you know, I think what was it? Do we say it on the uh, on the live stream that we were doing playback where I was like. Is he saving them up for PTO at the end of the year or something? Like he, he needs to know they expire every game. Don't carry over, Tom. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, just uh, it's the sort of matchup where and I wonder if it felt going toe to toe with Adams is this type of thing that motivates him because they're both two of the best offensive rebounders in the game. Just it was nice to have a center out there looking like Mitchell Robinson again. So kudos. Um, I thought Mitch. Played a great game. Um, you cut out for me for a second. I don't know if you cut out for everybody else, but hopefully it was just me. Uh, yeah, Mitch was great. I think he's not all the way back yet. I think I was watching him out there. I was like, this is like nine out of 10 Mitch. Um, I think he was gassed at a couple, like the the part of the game where Tibbs bought a few minutes in the fourth quarter with Obi and Randall uh, together. I thought he took out Mitch because for the previous couple of minutes, Mitch looked gas. But look, he played 32 minutes. Most of those minutes were very good. Um, so good job by him. Uh, Cam, I just, he didn't play a great game. I thought defensively he was like fine. Um, it, to see him when he makes baskets, 
with the issues that this team has had scoring and getting easy easy buckets from anyone other than Jalen Brunson, and I, I wouldn't necessarily define the buckets that Jalen Brunson gets as easy. It was just refreshing. Um, we hope quickly is okay. We should acknowledge also for anybody who maybe is listening to this after the fact or or didn't catch the news during the game, quickly left with some kind of a, a knee issue, sore left knee, I believe they called it. No update on that as of now. We hope he's all right. Uh, but he was playing as usual, a uh, very good brand of basketball. And Quentin Grimes, I, I, I look, Grimes finished with five points. He was two of seven from the field. I don't care. That's as good an individual defensive performance as you're going to see on John Morant. He made John Morant work. And I think the best, the best compliment you could give Grimes is that like he was on Ja. He really he made Ja work to the point like towards the end of the game. What I thought was would have served as maybe the pivotal possession was when Ja just jacked up a three with uh, a minute or so left to go, and it gave the Knicks the chance to take the lead, which they which they took the lead. I think Ja was just gassed, and that was because he had to work for everything he got. So great defensive performance from Quentin Grimes. Um. Do you want to talk about anybody else before we get to the comments? I. It was nice to see RJ Barrett hit some shots. Mm-hmm. That was nice. It was nice it was. to see him hit some shots. I'm not going to sit here and say RJ Barrett had a good game. I don't even know that I could sit here and be like RJ Barrett didn't have a bad game. Uh, hitting shots is nice. He's not defending at all right now. No. At a level that an NBA wing needs to defend. Um, the decision making is better. Some of it is still inexplicable, uh, I, I, but in the grand scheme of the season, I guess this counts as a step in the right direction. Is that where we're at at this point with RJ? Yeah, listen, it, we've been grading Randall on a bit of a curve. I feel like based on what we've seen from RJ as of late, are we grading him on a curve? Because it kind of feels that way. But even so, I thought he was he was fine. He was perfectly fine tonight. Um, but yeah, the, the the offense is what carried more of that feeling of being fine, which is good because that's where he was really struggling. But yes, he's just he's dogging it on defense quite a bit. But is it, do- it well, so? Do you, do you I, see it I, just more as him being naturally slow footed, or I don't? Yeah. I, the question that I've gotten, I don't know if you've gotten the same question, but like people in my DMs and like just on whatever people I've been conversing with the Knicks about are like, I can't remember how many times already it's been. Has RJ put on weight? Is is there something wrong physically with RJ? Because people just watching him, and I agree. I don't. I don't know what else to think. It's so frustrating. And we should also say Julius Randle had a very nice offensive game. Mm-hmm. I did, I thought didn't mind any of his process really on offense. Maybe save for two or three possessions here or there. Dude had nine assists. I thought he was making smart passes. Um, you know, fourteen points on nine shots. You know, ten rebounds with Randle. We know what the defensive issues are. It is, I'm not going to try on these couple of possessions because I'm all the way over here and the guy I'm supposed to have is all the way over there. And no, that's a shame. Or I'm going to get beat because I'm just not aware. Um, And there's the, there's the, you know, lack of like, quite frankly, toughness. Like there were opportunities for him to maybe try to box out Steven Adams tonight. I'm not saying I would want that challenge, but you're Julius Randle. You carry yourself around like a tough guy. He didn't want any part of any of that um, to say nothing of the fact that he, he could not handle, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. Or, or again, as usual, be bothered to, to give real contests on threes or just get out. To, like th- those are the Randall issues. We know what the Randall issues are. The RJ issues are, are more, I guess, confusing is the word right on, on defense. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't defense. I was, you know, 
a neutral ball at the time. But I did love how he tracked down that offensive rebound on on the free throw shot. Yeah, I was like, got it to Cam. Cam got it to Mitch for a beautiful pass and nice dunk. So it, like he can do the he can create the effort when it's when it seems like it's in his control. But if it's out of his control, I, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't manifest. I don't quite understand it. And maybe the Knicks don't either. I I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, but it, you know, for as good as you feel about tonight, for as good as I feel about certain things about this team, the Randall RJ dual black gray, whatever your, you know, morbid color of choice cloud, um, the, the cloud that is hanging over it all at this point does make it tough to really really get like fully excited about anything going on with the team because they're, you know, they're two of the most prominent parts of it. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll get some big picture questions. The team would it be nice if they were 10 and 10 right now. Yeah, it'd be nice. They're nine 11. Is it the end of the world eh, for no, for right now? It's not. I mean, probably go into Detroit, win that game. That's that, that would be uh, advisable. W- would it not Jeremy Cohen? I would, advise you know, it. yeah, it would. Yes. I, I, would, I too would advise it, yeah. you know, and then you got four games at home against teams. Uh, they'll, I mean, they'll probably be underdogs in all of those games. I, I just off the top of my head, we'll go through them later, but you know, so it's, you know, it, it, this season for probably now the third or fourth time might be depending on how the next couple of games go feel like, not on the precipice, but like there's a the, the sense of urgency is, is you know building maybe earlier than it should. We'll get to all that. Um, I don't have anything else unless you you have something else before we get to the suggest. Uh, it was just one more thing. The urgency, I hear you, but at the same time, because of the play-in tournament, I feel like they're always going to be hanging around. And if you're that close, you're just you're you know you're a couple good games away from finally being in the picture or being more prominently in the picture. So it's. I wouldn't say like it's getting late early. There's still plenty of time. They're really not that far away from what it needs to be. And players can have injuries. You know, COVID still is a thing and it could get start players and impact them that way. As we saw with Jokic, where the Knicks, I, I mean, do you feel confident the Knicks winning in Denver if Jokic is playing? I don't, no. but he didn't play and they won and that's the end of it. So, you know, they'll, they'll be in it. They'll be around as long as the best players they have are healthy I, and they, their best players will take them as far as they can go. Yeah. And that's part of the problem right now. Cause two of their three best players have uh, had their issues this season. I, I, we should say for, I think the first time all season, the Knicks are out of the play in looking in at least for this moment. I don't know who else is playing right now that could change this, but as of the time that we are recording this at eight fifty nine PM on Sunday evening, uh, the Knicks are in 11th at nine 11 with, Two teams ahead of them, the Heat and the Nets at 10 and 11. Uh, Wizards 10 and 10, Toronto 10 and 9. I mean, it's bunched up. And you got the Pacers there. You figure the Pacers will continue to fall back. They're, they're 11 and, and 8. Although, I don't know if I think that I expect the Pacers to hang in it, uh, at the very least, hang in the playing race for the entire year at this point. Assuming you know, they keep Miles Turner, yeah, 100%. Assuming they keep Miles Turner, yeah, yeah which who knows what they're going to do that. And then you got the Bulls still, you know, they're kicking around 8 and 11, only half a game back of us. So, yeah, I mean, they'll be around. They'll be in it. Last thing I do want to say, because it was on my mind, and I, is it a decision to kill him over? Maybe. Um, Tom Tibetto didn't put Quentin Grimes in on John Morant uh, down the stretch of this game. And Morant obviously made an impact down the stretch of this game. 
it was a decision that at the time it was made, I was like, why is RJ? Because to me, RJ was the guy you take out of the game. And the thinking was for me, like, okay, I'm happy the kid made some shots tonight. You're not ever, ever, ever in a million years asking RJ Barrett to initiate an offensive possession in the last five minutes of this game. So he's not in there for that reason. He certainly isn't in there for defensive purposes. And so basically you're saying like, I trust RJ Barrett in there because I, I trust him to hit a shot right now. And I know Quentin Grimes isn't exactly hitting the lights out of the ball right now, but like, f- forgive me for trusting Quentin Grimes more shooting from out. I don't, Quentin Grimes would be 0 for 20 and I'm still going to cr- trust the ball coming out of, off of his hands from deep. Now, RJ did make a basket uh, in the last, what was it? Three minutes, somewhere down the stretch. He was a, it was kind of a blown play. So he had an open lane. He converted the layup. Good job by him for that. For me, it was still a bad decision. Was it an egregiously bad decision? I, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to argue with you if you think it was. Uh, so I did just want to bring that up before we team high 37 minutes for RJ. It's a lot. It's a lot for someone never. <laughs> even if we're talking about like he had a fine game for someone who had the week that he had. That's a lot. And listen, like we're talking about alternatives. Th- those alternatives have been here. They they haven't gone anywhere. They've been on this team no. all year. The only issue is Quentin Grimes was hurt for quite a bit of time. And Cam Reddish saw some time being out too. But there are options available. If no. Tom Thibodeau wants to hitch his ride to RJ Barrett, then that is his doing. He's had no problem benching Evan Fournier. We've played as many minutes together, each of us, as Evan Fournier has in the last, what, four, yes. five, six, seven games. So it's not that he can't do it. So he just won't. And there are other options. I would hope, especially in games where RJ is even worse, not even worse, because I, again, I thought it was fine, but where he is clearly worse than he was tonight, that's when you decide to get a little bit more creative and say, who's feeling it, who's not, and kind of go with the hot hand. It's not that he doesn't do it, because you know, like when we see IQ close games, especially when he's hot, it makes sense. But there are times, yes, where I'm totally with you. I would like to see maybe a little less RJ Barrett, a little more Quentin Grimes, a little more I mean, Cam Reddish. It, it's not a huge deal, but it's enough where every, you know, if like we can't sit here and say three fewer minutes of RJ Barrett would have won the next the game. But at the same time, if in the situations where he's just like not cutting it, it hurts. And if Tibbs is going to have the philosophy of, I need to play my best players this amount of minutes because the other team's going to play their best players this amount of minutes and match up, then every moment counts. I, I said this to someone and I don't know that I've ever used this quote to describe Tibbs before. And if I haven't, shame on me. Because Tibbs always likes to talk about accountability and you got to earn your minutes and the whole thing. It reminds me of Animal Farm. All animals are equal. Some animals are more equal than others. Yes. <laughs> and it is very, very clear on this team, not only with Julius Randle, but with RJ Barrett too, that you know some guys are more equal than others. And he just is going to give certain guys a longer leash. And I would argue that tonight it bit him in the ass because here's what I do know. Um, that Dylan Brooks play that RJ was guarding, uh, RJ wouldn't have been guarding it. Cam Reddish would have been guarding it because Cam Reddish or because Quentin Grimes would have been guarding John Morant at the, at the point of attack. And I'm pretty confident that Cam Reddish gets a better contest on that shot. Maybe it doesn't go down to say nothing of whether or not Quentin Grimes could have bothered John Morant. Now, now I do want to at least acknowledge I, I, John Morant's a sort of player, especially when he has Steven Adams or Jaron Jackson Jr. even screening for him. If he makes it a point that he wants to 
you know, get in the teeth of the defense on the pick and roll. He's going to do it. The Knicks were like, you cannot, you could hope to contain it. Eventually it's going to happen. It's about how you corral it. And I thought the Knicks corralled those possessions, a few of those possessions about as well as you, as you can. Uh, so I, that's the only reason I'm hesitant to be like, it lost them the game. I, cause I don't know that I could say that and fully believe it, but was it the wrong decision? Yeah, it was the wrong decision. All right. We've been talking for 20 minutes. Let's uh, remind our friends at home to download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download Bet Win. Again, that's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com to start winning. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Andrew, what do you got for us to start off? Wonder which way we're going. Always curious to see how the comments are going to go, especially after a game like this, because you could tell me yeah, they me could too. go. Yeah, they could go anyway. I have a, I have a funny feeling I know which way they're going to go, but um, Ryan, Ryan Wong starts us off. If you could give Randall one attribute from a teammate, what would it be? Mine would be Jalen Brunson's mentality. I can't believe he played and he balled. Hashtag JB is him. Man, Ryan, I think you might have given the objectively correct answer. I was It was going to be something having to do with motor hustle. Um, I think I think Grimes motor, Grimes hustle. IQ's like ability, like how he thinks the game. Those would be the only two other contenders. But I think JB's mentality, because maybe if you have Jalen Brunson's mentality, does that come with more hustle? And does that come with a higher IQ for the game? I don't know. These are these are these are tiebreaker questions. I'm going to go in a different direction. And recency bias is going to cloud this answer. But I'm going to go with Evan Fournier's shooting ability. The man who broke the Knicks single season (laughs) three-point shooting record last year. I think Randall shooting really nicely kind of ups his value a bit. You can live with the defensive issues. I can't. You know. No, I I can't. I can't. But but even still, if you have someone like Randall who's just lighting up from three, like, you know, like Carl Anthony Towns, but a little bit. Worse than well, actually, not even no, that, necessarily worse than like that. That's to who me, he is. Right, he's like, Carl Anthony Towns. If you give him his three point shooting ability, listen, Carl Anthony Towns is still a star no matter what. He's got his flaws. I wouldn't necessarily want him on this team, and I don't think he's going to go anywhere in you know the year or so anyway. But 
I'm going to give him that. Cause to me, he actually, I feel like he does have a type of mentality that Brunson has where it's like the difference is everyone bet against Brunson as he was coming up the ranks. And Randall, of course, went to Kentucky. Uh, he then was drafted seventh overall. Like he has been in that position where he's like, this is who he's supposed to, like, you know, like that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be a really great NBA player. And I guess it's more because Randall believes in himself so much that that's where I feel like there's a crossover with Brunson. Like Brunson's very confident and Randall is confident as well, but sometimes it feels as though his confidence and what he's able to do on the court don't match up. So I'm going to go with Evan Fournier shooting. I think he'd be great. I th- the reason why I'm kind of siding with Ryan and, and this, uh, the, my finish line here for this answer is whatever's going to get Julius Randle to play every game like it's like he he has to impress his coach to make the team because if he doesn't like, you know, play like Jeremy Lin played against the Nets like, hey, man, you're going to get cut tomorrow. So go out there and like go do maybe that's the wrong mentality because maybe that would just, <laughs> just chuck up but, a bunch of but shots. He, when, when Randall shot incredibly well, it was the pandemic year and he went on but to it's win not, most improved player. It's not it's, about the it, shooting for me. It's it's not about the shooting I at all. I, I it's it's about the dog. Like I hate to I hate to go for the cliche of all cliches, but like go play like the guy that we thought we were getting the way you talked you meaning Randall in training camp in 2019. Play like that the guy that we you know. But when he shot well that most improved player year, he defended his ass off. It was it's like look good feel good type thing. If the shooting uh, occurs, then he he actually puts more effort on the defensive end. That's the way I read into it. Maybe that's how it felt that year, where he was yeah. just so on fire that it carried over, and he put more effort into the defensive side. You might be right. For a lot of guys, it's like I'm I'm doing so well on offense, I don't need to try on defense. Honestly, it sometimes felt like RJ did that at the end of last year, where he was just he was very good offensively, but the defense wasn't quite as even because he was carrying a heavier workload. Randall busted his ass when he was playing well on offense. It translated to the defense nicely. So, I'm, I'll, I'll stick with that answer. No, yeah. that's, that's a good answer. All right. Thanks, Ryan. That's a good question to start us off today. I like that a lot. Uh, Pro Gills, you probably didn't want to go 12 deep, but at what point do you look at the bench and go, this is a Sims game? Uh, shout out to Benji. Benji had a tweet about that. Uh, Benji always has like half a dozen tweets throughout the night that are just so on point, saying he thought this was Sims over Hardenstein game and I completely agree. I thought the stretch where the Knicks could not stop anybody uh, at some point in the second half when Hardenstein was just really struggling on the pick and roll uh, that seemed like a call for Sims. Uh, So yeah. Great, great point there, pro. Uh, Completely agree. Another one from Pro Gills. I'm 1000% Cam Hive, but Grimes should be guarding quicker, smaller guards. Cam on the best wing. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, I don't think anyone, doesn't matter what hive you're in, there's no one watching the Knicks right now who doesn't feel like Quentin Grimes is their best point of attack defender on ones, on twos, and some threes. It depends on which three you're talking about, but definitely ones and twos. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that the Knicks feel that 40% of their starting rotation at the very least is a mainstay here. And that being Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes. And Quentin Grimes. <laughs> It'd be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be nice if that was oh at least God. if it was at least 40% of it. This um, is where we are. Well, listen, if that's the case, we're who's third on about, that list? <laughs> who's third on that list? That's an intriguing question. Um but yeah, I I yes, I agree. And that's I think when you look at the prototypes, especially of like what the Knicks clearly want, they want length at on the wing. And uh it'd be nice to see. 
I, I get it. I, I agree. But at the same time, like as someone who's no hive, really uh, just, I, I've kind of done with the highs personally. I, there's so much invested. I learned this from Frank. There's so much emotional investment that goes into it. Where it's like, you know what? I love all these players. There are a lot. It's like what you're saying. Uh, what with the animal farm quote, everyone's equal. I'm paraphrasing yeah. of course, but, um, but some are more equal than others. That's kind of how it goes. But yeah, again, it's nice that they are both here and we're, ba- we're able to see growth. <laughs> From both of them, like they both played tonight. That was important, right? In a crowded rotation, Rose didn't play very much at all, and I think that's important. Just moving forward, but yeah, well said. Uh, forgotten NYC '90s roster construction, no shooters whatsoever. I'll I'll push back there a little bit. I think this that's a little recency bias. I think Grimes is going to be a very good NBA sh- shooter. Um, qu- I I will talk about things you can't quit and like like irrational like hive love or whatever i will i will never believe that emmanuel quickly is not going to be a good shooter like i think quickly grimes those are those are good nba shooters um brunson from the corners has been really down this year like that should be a part of their offense that is reliable it hasn't thus far you know that said that's not enough there are a lot of teams that like out of their 10-man rotation you got eight shooters eight guys who like could legit like you really can't leave open. Like tonight, look at the freaking Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, you don't think of the Grizzlies as like a dynamite shooting team. And yet, everybody out there could like knock down a shot if they're open. Like you don't want to leave any of those guys open. And just, I think the your, the focus here really is on Brunson, Julius, and, and RJ, which is what we've been talking about all year. Like those, those that, that should not be a big three in the, in the year of our Lord 2022. Completely agree, especially when you have a traditional five. So, yes. Last year, um, the Knicks were uh, had the 14th best accuracy in the NBA from three point range. Yeah, according to the class, they're last this year. Like, no. ask yourself what happened. Like, are we saying that Kemba Walker and Alec Burke were so good that they're the reason that the Knicks plummeted 16 spots? I wouldn't say so. It's just they're just not hitting shots, and they don't have Evan Fournier in there. Which again, I. I think a lot of us are comfortable with, but he was the guy who also really helped them hit threes and space the floor even more so. Um, no. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, repeat from Zoom. This front office is not perfect by any stretch, but we got a guy who can clearly be a number two on a championship team. No other front office since the 90s has done it without making a sell the farm trade. Well done. Yeah, Kevin's very high on the Jalen Brunson acquisition as he should be. Uh, I don't want to say Brunson's already like in the conversation for one of the bigger bargains in the NBA, but at the very least the conversation about was it like a bad contract to the extent anyone was still having that conversation. I think that conversation is done. Um, He's really good and they got him. So good, good job by them. Yep. Always felt obvious to me, but I understand. Same same here. That was like the Brunson thing from the moment they signed him. I think me and you were both in lockstep. Like, yes, this is a home run. Like giddy up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reverend John Ortiz, what's going on, Rev? Thanks for the contribution. Randall needs to go. RJ, I'm kind of done with. Well, it's it's only two hundred million dollars. You need to move. Uh, and as good as Brunson is, the Knicks need another star. Yet, yeah, no, no one is disputing that in the slightest. Someone like Mike White, who got their Jets, <laughs> the Jets, their seventh win. Hashtag trade thirty. As I as I see across the bottom of the screen, get those likes up. The Jets are seven and four. Um. The thing I couldn't help but, and I know, you know, 
it, this goes back a game. I couldn't help but watch thinking when I watched the Portland game. It's like, just imagine this season that you took out Randall and RJ and you replaced them with Jer- uh, Jerry and <laughs> not, not Jerry and Grant. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Jeremy Grant and, um, and Anthony Simons, who are, I don't know, Jeremy, are those guys top 40 players? Top 50 players? Um, a little lower, but they're better than where Julius Randle and RJ Barrett have been yeah. this season. So they would help a lot. Yeah, but like they're not, neither of those guys, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe Simons makes an all star team. It, it, he could certainly score well enough to. Uh, maybe he makes a couple. That's debate. The point is, these are not like star, star players. And yet, if you, I'm not saying that like that's the, like the Knicks should think that they are two sub all-star level players away from being like a championship team. But I couldn't help but watch that game and be like, man, would this team be like, I don't know, would they be second or third in the East if they had those two guys this season instead of the two guys that we have right now? I don't know. It'd be interesting though. Yeah. Uh, Anthony six though. Morant's second chance putback is how these ridiculous whistles change games. Good call on that. I like that comment. Um, you know, I, <laughs> Was just I don't know. It was it was I watched that replay the four times they showed it on the regular screen, and then my uh, playback that I was recording on on my laptop caught up, and I watched it another however many times they showed it. I I can't get on anybody for that. I think you you nailed it. The the refs have made guys kind of afraid to to foul. Uh, good defense, but had to be extra careful to avoid the foul. Very frustrating. I like that comment. I agree. Yeah. No. Good no disagreements. Yeah. James Lee. What's going on, James? RJ and Dylan got almost identical box scores and stats this game and career. And this is one of RJ's good games. Uh, Dylan gets paid one third to Barrett next year. Um, I think Dylan next year is his last year on his contract. I think so. It's this year or next year. Yeah, it's this year or next year. He'll they're different players first and foremost they're, 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 yeah they they're are different the same. I, I, they're not the same D- Dylan first of all Dylan Brooks is a guy who's a pain in the ass defender fouls a lot but like I think everybody would agree he's a good defender I don't know if he's a great defender he's a good defender more more of a guy ideally you want coming off your bench will someone give him 15 million a year yeah someone will give him 15 million a year will they give him 20 eh, maybe in this economy somebody will um, I don't know but, if another team that's a good question. I don't know if another team than Memphis is going to give him that. I think he'd, he'd easily either. clear the mid-level exception, 100%. Oh, he's um, he's well above a mid-level guy. Oh, yeah, yeah no, for sure. It's more... Yeah. I get, Yeah, I can get behind it. That's fair. 15. Um, but the point, the, the point, James, is, yes. is well taken, I think, even though they are different players. Uh, A.E. Kennedy. Oh, hold on. Um... I just looked at GMAC here. Uh, look at the banner. Oh, I think that's for the Jets. Uh, A.E. Kennedy. Lack of three-point shooting is a thing that has to be addressed, but the fact that we shot that bad and the game was that close says a lot about the team. I, I the, the most Of the many amazing things about the Knicks this season, and I use the term amazing for both a good connotation and a bad connotation, the whole, the whole spectrum. Amazing good, amazing horrible. The most amazing thing about them is that we're going to look up, and maybe it's updated already. I doubt it. They're probably going to be the 14th ranked offense in the league after this game. 
and they are the worst, worst three-point shooting team. That to me is, that's something else. Yeah. And listen, the way I see it, how exactly are the Knicks supposed to address this? Right. Like Jalen Brunson, he's staying here. Uh, I would imagine Quentin Grimes isn't going anywhere. Yeah. RJ Barrett's poison pill makes him difficult to trade. Not impossible, but difficult to trade this year. And also if he's at his lowest point right now, or, you know, in the next couple months, we'll see how they unfold. You don't actually want to unload him right this moment. I don't see Julius Randle going anywhere. The Knicks are committed to not having spacing at the five. I think actually Isaiah Hardenstein cutting down on threes that he's attempting would be a really nice thing. And then on the bench, you've got, I mean, Rose is a fine shooter, but he's not playing very much quickly. Very good shooter, just not hitting him. Cam Reddish, hopefully you can see more from him. Obi's gone cold. He was really torrid to start the year. Uh, just talking about Hardenstein. So, like, I don't think there are that many moves in season the Knicks can make other than just naturally improving. Um, I, you know, like, are enough players injured or, or out where Evan Fournier is playing? And then he, Kemba Walker's himself, and finally he's staying in the rotation for a little bit. I don't think that's going to be the case, but. That seems to me like the best option that's that's there. So yeah, just it's in it's internal stuff. I don't think it's going to be anything that's external, at least not this year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you, Andrew. They the Knicks are still fifteenth. They are point four points per hundred possessions away from fourteenth. Um, they're also point seven away from being twelfth or being tied for twelfth with Toronto. So they're like right in this range of like twelve to. Uh, twelve to sixteen. So but the point is, they're they're still a very good offense. I, I really don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy anyway. I wonder if what the conversations we would be having if R.J. Barrett and three first round picks went their way west, uh, Donovan Mitchell found his way east, and upon making that deal, the front office found it in its heart to do what it needed to do to move Julius Randle for a bag of balls um, in whatever trade that they could unload him because they would have known at that point that the roster structurally would not have required a player of his ilk as much as a more traditional, you know, big wing three and D type. Now, I don't know who they'd be able to get at that point to back up Obi Toppin. You know, for all we know, we could be looking at Carmelo Anthony here. I I doubt it. Probably be looking at Rudy Gay. You know, but uh, well, they'd ha- they wouldn't just be dumping Julius Randle in this scenario. But even still, like if if we're talking about the Knicks giving up three unprotected firsts and I'm in a, this, I don't forget st- about the wisdom of the trade. I'm just but, but well, yeah, for I, this specific this specific yeah, but we need question. <laughs> if you're bringing Rudy Gay into the fold as a starting four, then I think we need to have someone back up there. Backup four. Right? Okay, but even still, like. I I hear what you're saying. It just feels like it just feels like a lot to get better, but I still don't know what that next step is because I, now you're done. I know you're you're not looking for me to it's, it's more rhetorical I, than anything, and I'm answering a rhetorical question. Um so I'll just leave it at that and say, yes, John, I, I agree. Um, I we'll never really know. I'm I'm the one that kills the front office more than anyone, but I, I do want to at least acknowledge like there was <laughs> There was a path there to this team looking much more modern than it does right now. And they they perhaps correctly chose, or let me rephrase that, they did not end up taking that path. And now we are here. Okay, uh, let's move on from the Donovan Mitchell talk, please. David Crockett, what's going on, David? Two crappy bounces 
when we did th- when we did things right, stick in the craw. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s missed three to Adams. Did that didn't even bounce? It ba- it like barely yep. ricocheted. <laughs> yep, <laughs> missed so badly. And Jaws 360 block shot to himself. Great call, David. Um, they changed the game, and you know, and even like uh, you know, I, I, I look to make or miss league. He missed both of them, but like those are good shots by Brunson. Both of those shots are good shots by Brunson. So, yeah, Ugh. man, I'd forgotten about this game momentarily. Thanks for reminding me, David. Uh, Vincent Russo, thank you. If Grimes and RJ just swapped everything, rolls, field goal attempts, minutes, etc. What do you think the results would be? Probably awesome, right? Uh, Jalen Brunson's amazing. Thanks. Uh, would has would RJ have been hurt and not in the rotation for all the time that Grimes was out of the rotation? He says we're swapping everything. So I, is that swapping too? Are we are we swapping their their bodies as well? <laughs> we're, no, we're, I, I, think- I I. I, I I don't know. That's a good. It's a good question. I do. I think the team would be better. Yes, of course. I think the, yeah. the team would be better. Uh, I. If again, RJ were injured instead of Grimes, then yeah, I would imagine. Just based on how it's not even how great Grimes has been. He's been good this year, but it's more just how detrimental RJ has been within the last however many games. I mean, a lot of this season, really. It's been detrimental on both ends. That's the killer. If if RJ had came into the season and, and not even forget playing Grimes level defense, I'd been just playing defense where you don't feel like he's a negative, where you feel like he's a net neutral on the floor, and been going through the same shooting, scoring, whatever issues. I I, I, I even think the conversation then would be would be different, but it's it's the two way play, unfortunately. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, 
thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Um, Forgotten NYC. Another one. Haven't been impressed with Isaiah at all. Letdown. Um, I don't know he's how to respond to that. the right way. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, he's not. He's more of a playmaking center, and he's kind of just a rim runner who's facing the floor and shooting threes that he shouldn't be attempting, at least not to the volume that he is. That's a huge problem. I mean, he he's was doing such a nice optimally. job with the right. Well, is there that much of a difference between optimally and and correctly or rightly or well, think, whatever. What no, because I think in the role he's been in, there have been times where Hartenstein has looked really good. I, I do think he gets exposed on the defensive glass, which just so happens to be this team's biggest weakness. Um, but I also think he's been pretty good. I, I, I think I think I'm giving Hartenstein more credit than than Forgotten is. Maybe that's the difference. But I, to your point, it's fair. Um, Yushin Zhu, what's going on, Yushin? I can see that Sims minutes were decreasing over the last couple of games with Mitch back in the lineup, but this is really a game that we could have used a live body on. Adams, good game overall, though. The biggest shocker to me of maybe the season is that Tibbs went Randall Obi for because clearly he was just trying to buy Mitch a few minutes because he didn't trust Hardenstein at that point. And he wanted Mitch back in the game as soon as possible. So he was just trying to buy a few minutes that he went with them two together as opposed to just getting Sims in there for three minutes, that shocked me. I was also surprised. I didn't think he was going to go as small as he did. And especially because he'd been playing Sims. I mean, he was playing three centers for what last two, three games in a row. Uh, yeah. I was very surprised to see it. So, but Hey, yeah, listen, you played Randall Obi minutes, right? <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Get the, get the counter, uh, yeah. Andrew. Um, Look, I love Sims. I think Sims, you, you could argue Sims has been minute for minute, pound for pound, their best center this on the team this year. And and that is with all due respect to Mitch having some really, really nice moments, but Mitch has also been injured and has had some time where he's not looked great um, and getting back into conditioning and the whole thing. Uh, I, it's They just paid both of these guys this summer. Like they're good. If these guys are healthy, they're going to play, and Sims is not going to play. That's just the reality of the situation. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a roster issue that will be cleared up at some point. I don't, I don't, I don't know when. Uh, Greg, film stuff. What's going on, Greg? Thank you. Very, very, very generous contribution. I think the Knicks defended Ja extremely well in the first half, trapping him, and they went away from it in the second. We got beat to the boards on too many possessions. And Randall definitely missed some assignments on defense. That's a pretty good sum up right there. Um, should say that the Grizzlies did get 15, 15 or 14 offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, 15 offensive rebounds tonight, which is like, you know what the sad thing is? Knicks give up 15 offensive rebounds and you're like, oh, that's actually, that's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. That, I mean, they're the, again, they're the worst or second worst defensive rebounding team in the NBA. It is astounding. 
the, the three point shot. You, if you, somebody was like, the Knicks are going to be the worst three point shooting team in the league. You're like, really? That's a really big drop off. But uh, I, I guess maybe if a few things don't break right, if you would have said that the Knicks would be the worst defensive rebounding team in the league, I like. I, I don't even know what to say. After um, being fourth last year, yeah, after be, and that's like always been a strength Crazy. of Tibbs. Yes, teams. Yeah. Um, say what you want about Tibbs, but the jaw thing. I think that may have been more jaw than the Knicks. I think. Jazz is the type of player, if he wants to assert his will on a game, he's going to assert his will on a game. And I think he just made more of a point to do that in the second half. But I would have to go back and rewatch um, to say that with any confidence. Oh, it's such a Tibbs quote. I love it. I love that you are. But yes, I, I mean, I he even, Tibbs even said himself that in the last game, the Knicks failed to adjust to the refs. And, and in the second half, you saw similar where they just, they couldn't do it. Their third quarter, they're just traditionally not a good team. Uh, the third quarter of Doom is back. And, you know, yes, I think it's a mixture of not adapting. And as you're saying, John, just jobbing jaw. He's a pretty damn good player. Sean Hardy. Hey, Sean, what's going on? These are the losses I can accept. Man, you guys are you guys are better than me. I, you know what it was? I, I really. I don't know what it is. I like the idea of being a 500. And I like the up until now, you know, we hadn't fallen two games below 500. Yep. Maybe we won't be there for long, but I just, I so badly wanted to get on and be like, yes, we're 10 and 10. <laughs> Raise the banner. <laughs> well, there, there just weren't enough things in this game where I felt I was disappointed, right? Like it's it just a hard fought game and it didn't go I, that way. I know. Sucks. I know. Whatever. Go to Tankathon. Do I, a sim. Yeah, Have a drink. No, I, I'm having a drink. I'm not doing. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, Ryan with another one. Uh, also, rewatch some 2021 Grizzlies post games. People saying that they've oh God, that they've rather have RJ than Ja. Remember RJ's 2022 20, 24 points per game. I miss being so high on him. Um, I, I'll say this. Well, yeah. yeah, you say my, I have nothing to say. Uh, what I'll say is this. My Big thing is I'm terrified whenever I see John Morant land and I always get worried about his long-term impact because he is someone who, I mean, he's, he, so much of his game is predicated on explosiveness and I hope he stays healthy and has a really great career. I think my thinking along those lines was like, all right, well, if you have, I, I'm someone who prioritizes wings. I think wings are essential. Having great wings is great for a team. You need them. And it was more like, all right, well, RJ's a bigger, like, he's not someone who relies on explosiveness. Like to me, I'm not making one-to-one comparison at all, but like, I think of strength. I think of someone like Kawhi, where it's like, there's just a low center of gravity, great on defense, can do a lot, fix his shot on offense compared to where he was at San Diego state and how San Antonio worked with him. That obviously hasn't happened with RJ Barrett and John Morant has gone in a completely different direction to start him. So I think for, from that, that was at least my viewpoint at the time with some of it copium tiny bit, but you know, again, it was, it, that's also, I felt with, with Zion as well. I'd love to have Zion Williamson here. You live with the injury concerns, but they're, they're real. They are a concern. And with John, a lot of it was just how he'll hold up. But I, I think a better player. I think those are questions that are like, <laughs> is John Morant the fifth best trade asset in the NBA or is he the, Eighth best trade asset in the NBA, you know. I what an injured jaw? No, I or 
just job peer, like oh yeah the the injury concerns are th- th- factor into the job discussion in that specific sense of like where you're where you're just you know you're pick you're, i mean you're it's the ultimate in picking nits you know what i mean mm-hmm. um like would you rather have jaw or would you rather have um that's probably a bad example because you, you'll take tatum but like no maybe actually it's yeah. Yeah, because but Tatum, like you don't have to worry about. It. He's a big wing. He's what everybody wants. Like you're well, never gonna yeah. have to worry about that dude. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a better example, and of course I'm blanking right now. Um, but Ja or like Anthony Edwards, like there's more question marks about Anthony Edwards than there is about Tatum right now, and certainly more about more about Anthony Edwards than Ja. But Ja has the like you said. If he lands the wrong way one day, like whereas Anthony Edwards is built like a you know a tank, so what you were going to say is the, is also correct. It begins with a B. I, I know what you're going to say. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you love me so. Oh, well. oh, I do. <laughs> See, only you can make me smile after a loss like that. Perfect. Love it. Uh, I appreciate you, Jeremy. Uh, Wombler. What's going on, Wombler? Love that name. Watching Julius' defensive lapses is maddening. It's the most maddening thing about it. First, first frustrating as RJ has been this year. When our, when Julius, I, mean, I don't know what, what's the worst Julius defensive thing for you. Um, is it because for me, it's it's the the one two in some order is getting beat back door where he like doesn't know his man is like moving. Or when, like we saw tonight, he's in the paint. His guy in the corner gets the ball. He sees this man in the corner gets the ball. He has the momentary like, I could go run out there. Mm, nah. Wait, wait, do you have a number one and a number two, or it's just too close to call? I think it's my number one is similar to that, where it's like clearly his man that's in the corner and his stopper's like, whose man's out there? Like someone should be guarding this man. No, he it's knows. Very, I, he knows. <laughs> well, but it's uh, this, this reference is going to be lost on you, but I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this will get it from, from, I think you should leave where there's a hot dog sketch where Tim Robinson's character is in a hot dog costume and a hot dog car crashes through a, um, like a suit, store and everyone's like who did this who could and then obviously the man in the hot dog suit is like who like who could have done this like that that sort of thing like who who is responsible for this like uh that's that's the analogy that's good uh the rest of this one from Walmer, by the way um do you think ob could be the long-term solution at the four his defense is poor his defense hasn't looked great the last couple of games um he struggled against jeremy grant he struggled uh tonight against jaron jackson jr he, i mean he was no match for jaron jackson jr you know, that said, those are two particularly bad matchups for Obi. There aren't many semi-traditional power forwards anymore in the league. Uh, and I would say Grant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are two of the more traditional at this point. It's crazy that Jer- we're calling Jeremy Grant a, a more traditional power forward. The guy was a <laughs> straight three, like not that long ago, but such is the NBA in 2022. Um, you know, to to quote friend of the pod Zach Lowe, if I could know what Obi Toppin is by the end of the season, I will feel really good myself sitting here. And I, I still think that's a question. I think we've seen a lot of good from him this year, a little not so good recently. Um, I'm not willing to say he's not the long term solution at the four. Depends on how you build the team. Also, it's going to be tough. My inclination is to say he is probably not a starting four on a championship team, but like. 
why does that need to be the bar? Like that doesn't need to be the bar. Can he be a major piece on a on a really 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 good team? Yeah, I think he. I think we know enough to say that already. Um, but yeah, we got. We, I got to see more though. I guess my take right now, as of November twenty seventh, nine thirty six p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is subject subject to change, is I look at this roster and there are really only two pieces I feel are long-term solutions and it's Jalen Brunson and Quinn Grimes. And it's not that it's not that Obi can't be one. It's just, as you're saying, yes. Like if we're talking about a championship court, there's a lot of time and space in between where the Knicks are at right now and contention stats, like legitimate contention status. But I just, there's something about it, man. I just can't, I think I think he's a suitably good option right now, and we need to learn more of him, as as you were saying, and as Zach was saying. But I just I think a reason why I'm stopping getting attached to a lot of these players emotionally is because I just feel like a lot of them are going to be traded. That's the nature of the industry. That's what happens when stars become available. It sucks. It, it really sucks. But that's just kind of how I see it, unfortunately. And I still I still have joy and I experience. I love seeing these players play as their Knicks. It's just hard to get emotionally invested in a lot of them because I just don't trust that they'll necessarily be here. Someone read my way too early trade primer from of course. La- last of week. Of course, but our our thoughts happen to have aligned on that. Yeah. And I just, I haven't launched into a lot of my I know. long-term I know. thoughts as I'm trying to save them a little bit more, but that's a, a sneak peek at, we're in, a, we're in agreement on that one pretty much. The sad thing is that number three on my like, i because I agree, like Grimes, Brunson, Grimes, like they're the closest thing as far as I'm concerned that we have to a core at this point. Quickly's really close to number three, and if you had to bet your money on like which guy's most likely to get moved before the deadline, maybe Quickly's not first, but like <sighs> it's gonna be painful if that dude gets traded. I, yeah. I don't want to see him get moved. I, I know. I, I we, we'll talk about it. I don't want to get into a Quickly trade thing right now, but I it's. That we're an alliance there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Anthony or Emmanuel quickly. I hope, I hope he stays. Uh, Anthony Strano. Why do the refs hate us? Uh, I don't know. Cause we're New Yorkers and we're better than everybody else. Part of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nicholas saying Tim's made a bad call taking Mitch out to put in Grimes. Didn't need a three, but definitely needed to secure the board. Um, if the shot missed, I'm trying to think of, so this was on, the possession was this on like the penultimate? Oh, I think I know what he saw. So this was maybe on the first Brunson miss. Um, that's interesting. I'm trying to picture it. No, because I I know what he's talking about because Grimes came in and I remember having the thought like, oh, you're gonna bring Grimes in for offense now. It was definitely <laughs> down the stretch there, and I was like, well, maybe they feel like they need a three. Um, but it, it was one of those possess- But the point is. If Grimes isn't in there and Mitch isn't there, maybe there's a chance to get the offensive rebound. That's fair. That's fair. Um, hey, Andrew. Do you guys want to know exactly what possession he's sure. talking about? Yes, please. Yes. So the Knicks were down 125 to 123. This is right after John ja Morant missed the second of two free throws, meaning the Knicks didn't need a three. And he inserted... So he inserted Grimes for Hartenstein. And then, because he had inserted both centers for the rebound, and they got it. And then he inserted... Um, Cam and Grimes on the offensive end with six seconds left. 
So my assumption is that the play called for if if Brunson wanted to kick it out, you've got multiple shooters rather than, you know, someone in the dunker spot. That as the last part was it seemed like Brunson was trying to attack the paint on that one and pulled back and they were converging so much in and collapsing on the paint that having Mitch there probably would have drawn more attention. Yes, then you're you're talking about well Brunson has to kick it out or he has to take a mid-range shot. So, I mean, he wound up taking the mid-range shot anyway, but it would have put more of an emphasis on an outside shot in order to get it. So, 100%. Gotcha. Thank um, you, Andrew. You're welcome. 